Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest, now on Spotify, so listen on Spotify. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Mara, some very sad news rocked the soap world recently. Lee Philip Bell, co-creator of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful, passed away at the age of 91. Now, Lee blazed quite a trail before she even made it to the soap scene. You know, her broadcast journalism career began in Chicago, where she hosted and produced The Lee Phillips Show on CBS for over 30 years. So, like, she interviewed presidents like Gerald Ford and Ronald Reagan, of very special note to me, The Beatles and The Rolling Stones. You know, not to mention Judy Garland, Lucille Ball, and many other politicians, authors, journalists, fashion designers, and rock stars. I mean, it's incredible to think of the life she lived before becoming known to us, not to mention that she married Bill Bell in 1954 and they had three children. So she was a working mom to boot in a time that was like nothing like today. You know, those children now carry on their parents' legacy. You have Bill Jr., who is the president of Bell Phillip TV Production, Bradley, who's the executive producer, head writer of Bold and Beautiful, and Laura Lee, who plays Christine on Young and the Restless. I don't think it can be overstated how much impact the Bell dynasty has had on daytime television. It really feels like the end of an era, doesn't it? Because she was the last surviving creator of a soap opera that's still on the air. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she co-created two of the four remaining shows, which is quite impressive. Um, So certainly our, our thoughts are with her children. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was reading an old interview we did with Brad in 2017 And he said he had a business lunch with his mother every Tuesday, and they talked about her favorite characters and her favorite stories, which I think is just amazing that she was still so invested in the show, you know, this many years later. Absolutely. And what a special tradition. Um, So my heart goes out to everyone in her family. And um, another veteran daytime writer uh, also passed away recently, James Lipton, who became a celebrity in the second act of his career, hosting Inside the Actor Studio, but started out as an actor. He played Dick Grant from 1952 to 1962 on Guiding Light, and then went on to write or head write many legendary soaps, including uh, GL, Another World, Edge of Night, and Capital, which I know was a favorite of yours. <laughs> Indeed. Um, That show was actually canceled to make room in the CBS daytime lineup for The Bold and the Beautiful. And it was James Lipton who was responsible for Capital's infamous cliffhanger ending, which saw Sloan facing a firing squad. 
So, I mean, you are correct. I love Capital. I mean, having a character named Sloan, who spelled it like I did, gave it a boost from the get-go, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Um, but really, I was a huge Trey and Sloan fan. I love the show being set in D.C. It's kind of like how B&B takes place in Los Angeles and Ryan's Hope was in New York. You know, there's something about grounding the setting and the reality of an actual city that appealed to me. Um, you know, I wonder how many people who sat opposite James Lipton on Inside the Actor's Studio even knew he had such a background in soaps. Yeah, that's a good question. And my goodness, like Lee Bell was 91 when she died and James Lipton was 93. And they both had these incredible careers that both featured pretty remarkable second acts. Like they both changed careers mm-hmm. and were superstars in their fields. And it's really inspirational. Um, now, we just talked about what an incredible real life dynasty the Bell family is. And dynasties are an integral part of daytime storytelling as well. Uh, With the characters we watched when we were younger, having children who went on to drive the action. And now in a lot of cases, their children's children are front and center on the canvas. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a passing the torch element, but in most cases, the parents are still very present. You know, in Bold and Beautiful, you have Steffi and Thomas, who we saw born on screen, you know, in Heavy Story, but their father, Ridge, is playing a significant role in it. Uh, You know, ditto Hope with Brooke. Um, On days, Sierra's in the thick of things, as is Abigail, daughters of Hope and Jennifer, respectively. Uh, On GH, you have Jason, Maxie, Lulu, and Brooklyn, not to mention Bobby's daughter, Carly, and her kids, Michael and Jocelyn, in the mix. Yeah, and Lulu has been viable on GH even when her parents, the legendary Luke and Laura, have been absent. Ditto Maxie when Felicia was off the canvas. And, of course, Frisco has been a very scarce commodity over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really interesting to me how easy it is to care about characters who have real lineage to the history of a show and how challenging it can sometimes be to feel invested in characters without those kinds of ties. Um, I honestly wish soaps would look to their own past even more when creating new characters. But what a great surprise it was recently on GH when Trina was revealed to be Taggart's daughter. It's like, oh yeah, we already like Trina, but finding out she's Taggart's daughter, which makes her Gia's niece as well, it just gives her real roots in Port Charles, and that just felt right. You know, on YNR, there's a host of offspring and key story from Nick and Victoria to Abby and Kyle, and Summer plays played by our guest today, Hunter King. So let's get the two-time Emmy winner on the phone to talk about her Genoa City life and very busy primetime career. Hi, Hunter. Hi. Hi. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there is a lot to talk to you about. Um, We are going to start with that you are a California girl by birth. So tell us about your entry into show business. I am. I always feel guilty whenever people ask me where I'm from or in the business. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't have a cool story. I'm <laughs> from here. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm from here. My older sister kind of got into acting um, when she was six. And I decided when I was six, I wanted to do it, even though I was painfully shy. And then the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. Um, now, your first... Still painfully shy. <laughs> That I did not know. Um, your first soap credit was on the Nickelodeon Sudzer Hollywood Heights. Um, I was a very big fan, just so you know. <gasps> you were? Yes. Yes. I did not miss an episode. Um, where oh, my God. I was very <laughs> sad when it went away. Um, I know. You played Mean Girl Adriana. So tell us about that experience. <laughs> it was so much fun. I had never done anything like that before. It was like my first soap kind of uh, role. And I was just very intimidated by the amount of material that we had to learn. And I just remember being so nervous thinking there was no way I was going to memorize all these lines. But I wound up meeting some of my 
closest friends, you know, on that set. I'm still friends with Melissa Orgway. I'm still friends with Robert Adamson. And I'm just so grateful for everything that that show brought me and how it brought me to YNR. And it just has led into so many amazing opportunities. And I got to know so many people. And I feel like the industry is really small. It's big, but it feels also really tiny. And the soap industry, like the soap world is small. So somehow being on that show let me get to know so many people. I mean, I'll run into people. They're like, oh my God, remember me from Hollywood Heights? So it's really cool. I feel like it's kind of led me into the whole soap world. Now, your father on the show is a daytime vet, uh, Grayson McCooch. What was uh, Grayson like to work with? Grayson was a lot of fun. Um, He definitely always came. He always knew his lines all the time. He brought a lot of energy to the role. And um, like the, the, the relationship between Adrienne and her father was a really interesting one. And I feel like he really brought that energy into our scenes and... I mean, our scenes were always fun. <laughs> they were always interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. I love those. Okay, not for nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned Robert, and he actually played your boyfriend on yeah. Hollywood Heights and then became your brother on Young and the Restless. So how would you so, describe your relationship with him and like making that transition? <laughs> so funny story, Robert met me um, at the gym the other day, and one of my friends at the gym was like, oh, who's this? I was like, oh, this is Robert. Um, we were boyfriend and girlfriend and our brother and sister. And they were like, wait, what? All <laughs> so right. I'm kind of fun to discuss with people like that. Um, <laughs> but it was I really funny. Robert really took care of me on the set of Hollywood Heights and made sure I was comfortable because it was like my first love scene. Um, and he's like a brother to me in real life. He's just such a good friend and such a sweet soul. I always said I would just love to work with him on every project, no matter what capacity, in any capacity, brother, boyfriend, anything. I'll play his mother. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that was, of course, the first time you worked with Melissa Ordway, who you are still working with today. So tell us about your friendship with her. It's so funny because we play, um, we just hate each other on screen. Like Abby and Summer can't stand one another. We always joke in between scenes. We're like, you're the worst aunt ever. She's like, you're the worst niece ever. <laughs> um, and we always have to give each other mean looks. But afterwards, you like see us and I'm like hugging Melissa. We're like, it's just so funny that we have to play like we hate each other so much. And some days it's really hard because one of us will like smile or laugh and then we can't stop. But I adore Melissa. She's like one of the sweetest people. And she just works so hard and she balances life so well. When you see her at 5.45 in the morning, she looks so put together. Her outfits are so cute. And you're like, how did you, what? I'm like in my PJ. She's like, oh, I just threw this on. I'm like, and you're a mom of two. You're a wife. You work full time. And you go and you do the prices right. Like she's, she's a superwoman. She's incredible. Um, yeah, we, we actually had a really good time with her when uh, she was on the podcast. Oh, serious Bravo connection with her. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. She tells me all about like uh, the real, the Desperate Housewives or wait, what's the other one? Tom's the one with the restaurant, Tom, Tom. Oh, uh, Vanderpump Rules. (laughs) Vanderpump Rules is right. Her and Matt Cain always talk about it. And I've never seen it, but we all went to Tom Tom. And I was like, I don't care about the show, but I like the restaurant. So <laughs> I hear about the show. <laughs> I know them through her. Were you there before or after the Ferrari ran into it <laughs> on Oscar night? Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Kel Scandal. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. What? When did this happen? It was on Oscar night. I remember it well. You were busy that night. Yeah. You didn't hear about it. You were at the Vanity <laughs> Fair party. This yes, this past Oscars. Wow. I had no idea. Well, obviously, I went before that happened. Oh, my God. I got to go check it out. <laughs> Listen, I got to scope Please the place Please do out. and report back. <laughs> Oh, I will. I've heard they expanded it, too. See, I know lots of things through Matt and Melissa. You did. It's very impressive. Melissa did get me into The Bachelor, so I am watching that. I think I'm going over to her house for the finale. <laughs> or like the, the whatever, the rose. I don't know. I don't After know the, the final rose. Yes, that thing. That thing. All right. We might have to conference in. Um. <laughs> I'm right. Um, now, when Hollywood Heights ended, you quickly made the transition to Young and the Restless. So what do you recall about getting the role of Summer? I did. Um, Jill Phelps, I worked with her on Hollywood Heights, and then she went over to the Young and the Restless, and she kind of brought me along with her. And um, I I still had a lot of lines on Hollywood Heights, but I think that there was even more. Like, I think we moved even quicker, and there was more material coming into the Young and the Restless, which... I feel like this probably gets boring to hear, but I feel like everyone talks about how crazy like the lines are because it is insane. If you're not used to the the pace and the amount of material that you have to learn, it's like so crazy. But then your like brain gets used to it. You're like using a muscle in your brain and then, it, you know, it's like nothing. Um, so I remember just being so scared about that. And also the fact that this is a show, it, it's such an amazing show that's been on the air for so long that I was so nervous coming into this show where everyone's like a family and I'm the newbie and I don't want to disappoint any, anybody or like make a bad impression. So I was just nervous of like really impressing the cast and not like letting anybody down. Well, I think, you know, you clearly did a good job because it wasn't long before <laughs> some daytime Emmys were coming your way. Um, well, you... <laughs> thank you. That's nice of you. So you won back-to-back daytime Emmys for Outstanding Younger Actress in uh, 2014 and 2015. So like, what stands well, out to you about like your first win and that night and the whole experience? Oh, my gosh. My mom came with me. We partied hard. <laughs> <laughs> and by party hard, I mean out for like 11 p.m. Um, That's hard. It was so much fun. Um, it was just like a something you never like never experienced before and it's so exciting getting together with all of the soap people you know from all the different soap operas you're finally all in one big room together and you get to celebrate just how hard everybody works the cast and the crew and the writers I mean I don't even know how they do it it's so much material I don't know how they write it so it's just kind of fun celebrating everyone together and how hard everyone's worked throughout the year and um I mean it was just a blast do you remember like the moment your name was called? I feel like I blacked out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I like as soon as they called my name, I don't remember. And I don't remember what came out of my mouth. I don't remember walking to the stage. Um, I remember, I think it was in 2015, my dress broke as soon as I hugged whoever was holding the statue. Um, like my strap of my dress came flying off and I luckily like, put my arm to my boob to hold my boobs up in my dress. And I don't think anyone noticed. But I do remember that. Um, but I just remember feeling, oh yeah, great moment to have a wardrobe malfunction. Um, I just remember feeling like so grateful and almost like in awe, like how the, are you sure? Like you're sure it's me. Cause I did not deserve this out of my category. Like everyone's so talented um, in the soap opera world. Just, how much we all have to do. Like all the women in my category, I felt did such an amazing job that I was like, I don't think this is real, but I'm going to take it anyway. And I'll, you know, 
let this one slide. Hopefully no one notices. Um, but just feeling like so grateful and like couldn't even believe it. And then the next year you get another one. How was that? I insane. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but insane. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I was like, again, are we sure? Like you're positive on this. Like I had to make sure my name was on the thing. But again, just like, just, I don't, I, I couldn't believe, I still can't believe it that I like won them with, again, with all the people that were in my category and watching clips of their tapes. I'm like, they're so talented that it doesn't feel like, I wanted to be like that moment in Mean Girls where she breaks up like a part of her tiara and throws it to all the people in the crowd that were also, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. to be prom queen. I wanted to do that with my Emmy, like, and one for you and a piece for you. But it's just, again, like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Where do you keep them? Um. Okay, this is weird. I keep one of them in the bathroom upstairs, like the, the like powder room, and I keep it on the toilet, like on the back of it. It's just like a good conversation starter when people come over. They're like, wait, what? And Emmy's in the bathroom? <laughs> We've heard that one before. Then, you are not the only one who yeah, keeps okay. that one in the bathroom. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. I wonder who else. Hmm, I'll have to ask. I'll have to well, ask around. to research um, that for you. The other one, I move around. Um, sometimes it goes like in this little shelf, like in my kitchen area. Sometimes I put it in the pantry just for fun to kind of freak people out. <laughs> it moves around. <laughs> Are people like wandering into your pantry a lot? You know, we have a lot of people over. I live with my sister and her friends come over all the time. She has so many friends, by the way. Um, <laughs> it was like, you know, people get hungry. I'm always like, help yourself, make yourself at home, grab a snack. And they're like, wait, there's an Emmy in the pantry. Good <laughs> so, <laughs> fun. That's funny. Um, okay. So you have been doing double duty or you had been doing double duty for a really long time. Um, and just last year you, you wrapped up your what four season run, uh, on four the seasons, sitcom yeah. life in pieces. So talk to us about like why it was important to you to like maintain your ties to, to YNR, even though you had a steady primetime gig. We're very glad you did, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just love being on the show so much. I just feel so grateful that they ever want me on the show. Um, But it's such a fun environment to work in. I feel like we have it really, really well on that set. Like our hours really aren't that long. We work with such amazing people. The crew is so talented in how fast they have to do turnarounds. Like they get there like three in the morning sometimes, like set up sets or tear down different sets. And I feel like I've like got my start through everything with soap operas and I just feel such a strong connection to them and just so grateful that they'd given me this opportunity for my career to be a working actress. And I don't know, I just don't want to let that go. I just feel like I like it's my family. Like that's my my original family. And it's hard to ever separate from your family. So I always say, however long they'll let me be on the show, I'll be on the show. <laughs> Um, so one of the coolest things I think that happened for me with you being on Life in Pieces, uh, is that you got to play the daughter and like the niece slash daughter, uh, to one of my favorite real life couples, Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman. What was it like to work? They're amazing. (laughs) What was it like to work with the two of them? A, A dream come true. Like, again, I think in, like, really cool moments in life, I tend to black out and not remember what happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wish I could remember, like, all. The, I also really wanted to ask him so many questions about Parks and Rec and how they got to play exes on Parks and Rec. Um, but I was so nervous, even though they were so kind 
Um, I remember though that Megan wanted Nick to wear like some fake hair pieces to like make it look like he had bangs or she wanted to like paint freckles on him. And he was like, nah, whatever she wants me to do, I'll do it. Like he was just so down to like, just make her happy. And they were amazing. Like I just, I'm obsessed with Parks and Rec. So it was like, holy shit, wait, that's my mom and my uncle dad. What? Like, such a funny moment. I, I know that sounds so ridiculous. also obsessed with Parks and Rec. So you have just shot up <gasps> my cool factor. Are I'm you? Tell- yeah, oh yeah. Isn't it the best show? It is. It's the best show. Besides Shit's Creek, it's the best show. <laughs> I, I think that's I a, a fair caveat. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> now, was it emotional to have to say goodbye to that series after being part of it for so long? It was. It, I mean, it's always hard. when You, you kind of know in this industry that things always will come to an end. Um, so it was really hard. But I've stayed friends with a lot of the cast members and our creator and the girl that played, like, my younger sister-in-law. Holly Barrett, her and I still hang out all the time. Um, so I'm still close with a lot of the cast members. So it's, you know, like you make your little families and then once the family splits up, you still keep your ties with everyone. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right. So let's talk some YNR. Uh, obviously, summer has been really busy in Genoa City these past few years. Um, <laughs> one of the stories I'm very curious to hear your take on is the arc where summer pursued Mr. Billy Abbott, even though he was with Phyllis. Mm. What was that like for you uh, to play and to experience? So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm "Hmm." I'm trying to think of how the right way to answer this. Um, I will always do whatever the writers want me to do. I'm not one to be like, oh my God, like put up a fuss. But I remember being like, oh, come on, Summer, really? really come on like just wishing that she would just be better um but you know it went along with the character and that the character has done a lot of sometimes stupid or crazy things because she is phyllis's daughter and i feel like it even though i didn't love that summer was going to make that decision to do that i feel like it's kind of helped show how much she's grown over these last i'd say like two years Mm -hmm. um in comparison to how you know, how she acted when she was younger. So I feel like it was a good arc to see like, okay, this was one of her lower points and let's see how much Summer can grow from this. So even though I didn't love that, um, I think it did help the character kind of transition into like a new mature version of Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like that you got to work more closely with Jason Thompson during the story? He's so cool. Like he is so freaking cool. Like, I just don't know if anyone understands what a cool dude he is. But him and his wife are, like, the chillest couple. And I always, like, ask him about his house because I just, I've seen pictures of his house and I just think it's so rad. Um, But I just think he's amazing in the way that he parents his children. Like, I love to talk to him about real-life stuff because he's just such an all-around cool guy and such a nice, down-to-earth guy. And I'm like, I just want to be friends with you. Like, great, now I captured you, like, in a scene. So now you, like have to talk to me so let's like <laughs> let me get to know you more <laughs> so i just i think he's wonderful he's so talented as billy he brings like such a depth to billy um he's he's phenomenal and such a phenomenal human so i feel like the the style fan base um like really grew in a new way when michael Mueller made his debut as kyle in 2018 right uh, yes so uh first of all just tell us like what michael is like to work with as a co-star I love Michael. <laughs> he's amazing. Um, he's like one of my best friends. Um, I, we, 
we bicker, but in like a fun bantering way on set. And so I feel like no one really knows, like, wait, are they running lines or are they bickering in person? Like they're (laughs) they're not really sure with us, but I'm constantly giving him crap. He's constantly giving me crap. We're poking fun at each other all the time, but he is such a joy to work with. We just have so much fun running lines together for hours before our scene. And then we'll like, you know, get sidetracked and talk about random stuff. And we'll be like, okay, okay, we really need to go over our lines again. We'll go over our lines again. And it happens constantly with us, (laughs) but I love him dearly. He's again, so talented, but also just like, I, I love him as a human. Well, speaking of the Skyle fan base, they are very passionate as I've certainly discovered in the last couple of weeks as we've got many emails saying that we are not printing enough positive letters in our sound off section. They're coming. Don't worry. Um, But they do have a, you know, a very active fan base. Um, So were you surprised when the story made this turn and Kyle and Summer got back together? Um, I feel like, you know, in like the storylines of soaps, things are kind of like an ebb and flow. So you're like, okay, this might happen eventually. Maybe, maybe they'll see each other. So it's never like out of the realm of possibility that Summer and Kyle were going to get back together, at least in my eyes, because they were like each other's first love. So I feel like they were kind of tied together through that. And as like playing Summer, I'm like, oh, I feel like she, you know, I want that for her. She wants it so badly. So I was really excited when I read that they were getting back together. And I love the Skyle fan base. They're like, so funny and they tweet us the funniest stuff and they are getting very loud on Twitter and they they're amazing but they tweet the best stuff with the funniest like screen grabs I'm like oh god why does my face look like that but this is Matt they're great um <laughs> really I'm like oh god I'm making a double chin in that one did they really have to include it but <laughs> they're great but I was really excited also just like you know, I love working with Michael. So I'm always like, yes. And again, I always tell him, I'm like, they're paying you to be my friend. So you have to hang out with me. <laughs> so there's that too. <laughs> so obviously I think like the Skyle fans have their own take on why the characters are meant to be. Like, do you think they're a good match? Like, what do you like about the characters together? I think so. I Because they grew up together. And I think that Kyle is kind of loved Summer in every different stage of her life, just like him. He's loved her when she was in the true summer. He loved her through her growing phases. And, you know, he loves her now. And I think that they've just been together, like been through so much together as friends and as a couple that if they can kind of get through that shit, like they can get through anything, right? And I feel like no one understands one another on their levels of like their crazy family. So I think they're a good match. The rest of you know, Team Cola, they might not think so, but I think so. I like them together. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. I'm scared to say if I do or not, because I don't. I'm I know, right? I feel like I'm going to get letters. Oh, I'm get <laughs> There's like a bias here. Um, so, you're neutral. You're Switzerland. I'm very Switzerland. Mm-hmm. I love all couples on every show. Um, <laughs> so would you like to see them give marriage another go or would you prefer that they sort of take it slow this time around? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of fun when it gets, like, messy. But then also, I'm like, no, let's be, let's be real about this. You guys want this to work. I'm acting like as if I'm, like, your therapist. You guys want this to work. You take it slow. <laughs> but then, you know, the summer in me is like, oh, come on, come on. Get, let's get messy. But 
I think maybe we'll take it slow and we'll see. Although slow and soap world is very different than slow and real world. The slow and soap world is like, we've been dating for two months. Is this going to happen or not? You never know. Well, if they do marry again, I really hope that there's no blackmail and organ donation involved, you know. Oh, same. She's I running out of body parts. Of my liver to give. <laughs> exactly. I, Josh Morrow always likes to joke with me. Um, I'm sure, I don't know if you've, read any other things that I've said over the last eight years that he is like a brother to me because he jokes around nonstop and makes fun of me all the time. So the other day we were doing a scene and Phyllis, uh, after our scene, Michelle Stafford goes, oh yeah, my liverless daughter. And then Joshua Moore goes, you should have gave her your brain. And I was like, yeah, not much you give. He's like, yeah, you're right. So yeah, I am running out of body parts now. <laughs> Uh, well, we are definite uh, fans of so many of your castmates in your on-screen family, and we want to get your take on them uh, and your working relationship with them, your real-life relationship with them. Let's let's start yeah. with Josh Morrow. Oh, God. I love that guy. You can't print that, though. <laughs> <laughs> we always say it. He'll always whisper in my ear, I love you. And I'm like, oh, my God, did anybody hear that? And he's like, I hate you and you're ugly. <laughs> um, so no one... <laughs> He was like one of the funniest people I've ever met. He always has such good lines and I never have good comebacks to like five hours later. And then sometimes I'll text him to him and he'll just laugh at me. Um, but he is so funny. I love him. He brightens up my day like nobody else. Um, he always says how much he hates me and how much he loves my sister, Joey. Um, I know that he loves me, um, but he is so much fun to work with. I just love working with him because I, I feel like this is about everybody. I'm like, I love working with them because they're cool in real life, but it's true. We have so many great people on the show that it's such like, it's such a fun cast to be a part of because you get to work with all these amazing people. Um, and Josh Morrow, like he can just joke around. It's like a stand up comedy when you're with him. Mm -hmm. uh, what about Michelle Stafford? Incredible. Oh my God. I love that woman too. She's so funny. She is also so cool to work with because you, she keeps you on your toes as an actor because you she never does the expected. She always does the unexpected. And even when you think she's going to do the unexpected, she like, you know, does a 180 and does like the complete opposite. And you're like, oh my God, you really keep me on my toes. She is just so Phyllis. Um, no, no one plays Phyllis like Michelle plays Phyllis. Um, and I feel like that's, you know, where Summer gets her, her spunk from is from her mom. And she's just, she's very talented and she is so funny in real life too. She doesn't even know that she's funny. She's funny. <laughs> what about a Melody Thomas Scott? Oh, I love Melody. She's so sweet. We have this running joke that we're all going to go to Taco Bell together. And in eight years, it's never happened. But one day I'm getting <laughs> Melody to go to Taco Bell in her loops. So it will happen. What are you going to get her? document it. Yeah, what's the order um, going to be? I told her I'm going to get her a cheesy gordita crunch and a crunch wrap supreme. She's got to go hard. She's got to go hard. You really <laughs> go big commit. or go home. Come on. <laughs> go big or go home. Yeah, I got to commit. She ain't ordering any nachos. No, we're doing <laughs> cheesy gordita crunches. <laughs> uh, what about Eric Braden? Oh, God. Eric Braden is hilarious. He is so sweet. He'll sit down and talk with you and just, like, ask you how you're doing and how, like, your health is and just, like, just want to just check up and on you on like as a person um, on a really personal level. And then you'll do scenes with him and he'll like make all these faces and put on a different character and just want to make people laugh. And he's 
so funny. He's, I, which I feel like, I don't know if people get to see that when they watch the show, like how hilarious Eric is, but he's truly a gem. And what about Amelia Heinle? Oh, Amelia's my snowman. That's a really weird nickname that we have. <laughs> she's my snowman. I'm her chicken. Um, and she is just like so sweet. Just love pours out of her. She always carries baskets to work. I don't know what that's about, but I love it. <laughs> it's her thing. Um, <laughs> a big basket is her purse. She puts everything in it, like a huge basket. Like I'm not even kidding, like a basket um, with a handle. Um, <laughs> what is it made out of? So sweet. Like, like le- um, legit even, basket? Like a basket, like wicker. Yep. wicker. Okay. Like a All big right. ass. <laughs> round basket with a handle and she just has a lot of a lot of stuff in there it's her purse for the day i think i don't know a little confused but it's like a new thing and i really want to try it out um i might try it <laughs> the basket trend <laughs> the basket trend we should get it started it should be a thing mm-hmm. i'll take pictures for you okay it's we'll really put it in the cute. style section <laughs> perfect <laughs> so i love her she's so sweet she's so sweet me her and melissa always like to hang out and if we're all working together we get lunch together um, she's just a doll. I love Amelia. Um, and what about Sasha Kali? Sasha. Oh, Sasha's so talented. She also sings. Like what? How come everybody on the show can sing? I cannot sing. I just want that to be clear. <laughs> um, but they can all sing. She's so funny. Um, she's always down to laugh. She has the biggest laugh and it just makes you smile. Um, and she's just also another really rad chick. we got a lot of rad chicks on the show. Well, he's not a rad chick, but I'm going to ask about him anyway. Peter Bergman. Peter, he's my father. I feel like he is my father. <laughs> like, I tell him that all the time. I'm like, you know, like you're like my dad. I hope you're okay with that. Uh, he's just so sweet. I texted him after Eric Braden's um, anniversary party. And I was like, I know this might be weird to say that I'm proud of you, um, but I'm really proud of you and you deliver such kick-ass speeches. So just keep kicking ass. And I don't think Peter really is into cursing, but for some reason I'm just compelled to just curse a lot when I'm with him. (laughs) Just like, I don't know why I just want to like curse at him and like in a sweet loving way, just to make him laugh, even though he's probably like, Oh God, this dirty mouth thing, you know, thing. But (laughs) I just love him so much backstory with Peter. He has these hands in his room. They're like statue hands, like those wooden hands. You can like move the fingers. And anytime I go into Peter's room to like run lines, um, I always move them so that they're flipping you off. And so he always knows. <laughs> and if Michael Mueller has his room for the day and we're running lines, I'll do it. And he texts me, were you in my room? Because he knows I'm the only person that does that. <laughs> I don't know why. It's fun. Like a dad. I just want to mess with him. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. You got a little practical jokesy in you. Um, yes, it's just our thing. <laughs> Now, you mentioned your sister, Joey. Uh, She is a rising star in her own right. Um, She was Emmy and SAG and Golden Globe Award nominated for her work in the act this year. Um, Nothing's more fun for us than seeing you both on the red carpet at big events. So do you have a favorite or most memorable like celebrity encounter or star sighting from attending any of these like award shows or parties? Gosh, there are there are some good. She just knows Joey is just so good at making friends. I am not. I am awkward. I stumble over my words and I tend to go Wah, when I don't know what to say. Um, All right. Well, that part's <laughs> Joey weird. doesn't do that. <laughs> oh, trust me. People feel it. They also think that. They say that when they walk away, I'm sure. Um, but I think just recently um, we met Scarlett Johansson at an event and we were walking down the red carpet. And she goes, I'm sorry. 
we were just talking, you guys have to be sisters, right? And we're like, oh, yes, we are. And she's like, oh, I thought so. You just look so, so similar. And then I just turned to Scarlett and I was like, I know that you probably get this a lot, but we love you. And um, <laughs> in that exact voice. So, yes. I don't know if Joey will be bringing me to any more events, but <laughs> I will update you. <laughs> Has anyone outed themselves as a YNR fan to you at anywhere you've gone? You know, usually I get the, oh, my mom's a big fan. And like I watched with her when I was younger. So if I flip the channels and I see Peter Bergman on the screen, I can't help myself. So it's usually like that. And I'm like, oh, you're a closet watcher, aren't you? <laughs> you, you watch. <laughs> Now, are you a Skyle or a Cola? Right? I should start asking people that. <laughs> I do like to ask that with fans when they'll like be like, oh, my God, you're, you're Summer. And I'm like, yeah, are you Team Skyle or Team Cola? <laughs> and they put them in such an awkward position. They're like, oh, and I'm like, no, you have to answer it. <laughs> and I have my pocket lie detector test on me. We're going to just get strap you up. Right? <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I got to really enforce it with that one. I'm like, I don't know. I love you both. I'm like, Mm-mm, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, okay, well, especially now knowing that you tend toward the awkward, I'm very curious. Who would be your, like, ultimate, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this famous person in the flesh? Oh, okay. So I got a little story, quick story for you. Um, I was with my mom having lunch at this cute little restaurant near our house. And I look behind me, and there's Will Ferrell. I'm obsessed with Will Ferrell. And I was like, Mom, that's Will Ferrell. She's like, no, I don't think so. I started crying at our table like mom I'm really I'm pretty sure that's him she's like go say hi I'm like I can't say hi I love him so much I was crying at my table because Will Ferrell was behind me and I always wondered why do people cry when they meet celebrities well you just can't control it it's just something that just comes out of you so I think Will Ferrell though I'd be very very scared to know what would happen because I think I'd probably cry again him or Jennifer Aniston oh my god I'd definitely cry it could happen. I mean, these are two names that likely could cross your path. Oh, God. If I crossed paths with Jennifer Aniston, I think I would just stare. And she'd go, hello. And I'd still be staring, thinking I was talking, but not talking. So I got to really rehearse that one just in case it ever happens. Uh, especially if, you know, you can get cast in a project with one of them someday. That's not out of the realm oh. of possibility. God. I think maybe it'd be better just be like, oh, what? I've never heard of you. Who are you? Hmm? <laughs> maybe do that. <laughs> um, Hunter, I have to tell you that I actually uh, opened a door to like let my, you know, my friend, I was holding the door open because my, so my friend could follow me into a building and I turned yeah. and it was Jennifer Aniston who would like. Shut the yeah. front door. Oh so my God, I'll tell you, you what I did, which was uh, what was she wearing? Froze. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what she was wearing. It all happened so fast. I was like, "This just can't be." Yep, you blacked out. I blacked out. Exactly. That's yep. exactly right. So I, but but points oh to God. me for not crying. Yes, points <laughs> to you for not crying. I am impressed. I am incredibly jealous though, because Friends is my favorite show. It's a good one. It's it's the best one. And featured soap opera digest so, on friends. it. So we like it too. <laughs> yeah. You, hey, I, that's right. Mm -hmm. That is right. It's the best show ever. And Jennifer Aniston rules the world and she should run for president. Yes. Um I did I did get to go to the set when they used the soap opera digest oh award God. and I got to sit in the apartment, um, in Monica and Rachel's oh apartment God. on the couch to do an interview. It was not even very cool. Not even kidding. I think my eyes are welling up with tears now. <laughs> No. <laughs> it was very surreal. It was, yeah, I have to say, oh just like being there was, and like on the set was very crazy. Um, so Did you get the chills? 
Uh, yeah, I was like, this is like a pinch me moment. Oh my God, you better never forget that. I will not. I think I actually wrote it behind the scenes, so I really will never forget it. <laughs> oh my God, I am so jealous. Like, oh, unbelievably you. jealous. You know, oh, mission damn. mission accomplished. <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, now, in real life, you are engaged to be married. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. So you got engaged to your longtime love, Nico, in 2018. So first tell us how you met and how did you know he was the one? Uh, we met on the set of YNR, actually. He was a boom operator. And um, our wardrobe stylist, the one that sits on set, um, she introduced us because she knew that we were from the same hometown and we're both kind I mean, he's not as shy as me. Let's be real. Um, I refused to speak to him. I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm going up and saying hello. So we kind of made awkward eye contact <laughs> for about 10 times. So eventually she's like, Oh my God, this is Nico. This is Hunter talk. <laughs> and, uh, we were forced to talk. I canceled on him seven times for our first date because I was too nervous. Um, <laughs> and he still wanted to take me out. I don't know how. Um, he Good didn't for him. kiss me on the first date. Um, day after our first date, I had like love scenes with one of my scene partners and he was on the boom right above me. And I was like, well, he's never going to ask me out again. Uh, and he did. And the rest is history. <laughs> That is hilarious. All right. So when it comes to like wedding planning, uh, I'm assuming you didn't, you know, there was no blackmail. There was no organ donation. Everything's good. Um, no, but when it, when it comes to your real life wedding planning style, are you more laid back or are, have you become a bit bride, bridezilla, would you say? No, I think I'm like too chill about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm like way too chill. So like we planned this whole wedding. Um, and I was like at like toward it was getting closer to the wedding and I was like, you know what? This just doesn't feel very me. I don't really like how this is going. There's just too many people invited. It's gonna cost so much money. And I was like, let's just pull the plug. And he's like, Wait, really? And I was like, Yeah, this just doesn't feel like us. So like I think I'm too chill to where I'm like, eh, that wrong way. Let's start over, start from scratch. Like the whole thing was planned. Like everything. And my mom's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, we'll figure it out. So yeah, I think I'm pretty chill. <laughs> Don't be like me. <laughs> All right, so are you planning Don't a new? I haven't started yet. So like I said, too chill. <laughs> too chill. Hey, enjoy being engaged. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll be like 80 and he'll be like, this is still my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're like doing a 180 from the soap opera timetable. Right? I know, right? I'm really taking it slow here. <laughs> Real slow build. Um, so last month it was announced that you nabbed the lead role in the Western comedy pilot Prospect for ABC. Congratulations. Um, what can Thank you tell you. us about it? Um, I don't know if I could tell you much, but that is a Western, so I'm super stoked for that. Um, one of the producers, Tony, from um, The Young, The Restless, he's come up to me twice now going, do you have to ride a horse for it? And I was like, I don't think so. The next day he comes up to me, he's like, I told them you're only allowed to do it if you ride a horse. So apparently <laughs> he's making that in my contract that I have to ride a horse. Um, <laughs> and do you have any experience so, with that? Absolutely none. Um, so <laughs> I think he just likes to torture me. Um, so yeah, so I'm doing that soon. Um, I have a lot of meetings coming up for it. Um, this week and next. And I'm super excited and also very terrified. So yeah, good balance. <laughs> <laughs> Always. 
Well, you will be hitting like the eight-year mark on YNR this October. What does it mean to you to have been a part of the show for this long? Oh, like it's mind-boggling. Like that's crazy. <laughs> like anybody working in this industry is like, like okay. I feel like I have to like say that in like people on YNR. Eight years, like, oh, she's still a newbie. Come on. <laughs> like, to them, that's nothing. But for anyone else, like, that's not in the soap world outside in the industry, they're like, oh, my God. Like, you know, barely any shows, like, run eight years, let alone, like, you've been on the show for eight years for a show that's been on for so long. Like, that's insane. It's crazy. So I just feel, like, so grateful to have been a part of one show for so long um, and work with all the same people that I love for so long. And I feel like it's like a dream come true. You don't really expect that to get to happen to you when you become an actress. You're like, you know, it's hard to find steady work and then to find really steady work with people that you love and, you know, you want to see every day for eight years. Like that's even rare. So I feel really lucky. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we have enjoyed watching you and certainly talking to you today. Thank and you. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my God. Thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. Let's all chat when it comes to The Bachelor. Yeah. And count us in. <laughs> totally. <laughs> all right. I'll tell Melissa we're in. We're all right. <laughs> well, thank you, Hunter. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You guys, too. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Hunter King for being our guest. If you like this podcast, we're on Spotify, so listen on Spotify. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.